Hello, fantastic people. Where have I been? This is Benny Mailman saying my incredible apologies for the hiatus. I was melting my brain on my book two review. I am back. That was three weeks of six-hour days. I will explain it actually in this podcast. And there will be an immediate podcast on the heels of this podcast. Why? Because you deserve it and you're awesome. This first podcast, we'll talk about the book and the editing and a little bit about the Olympics. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to tell you about something that's coming up, some changes that have happened. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Much love from Siem Reap, Cambodia, Benny Mailman saying, welcome back to myself. <laughs> Magnificent Humans of Earth. This is Benny Mailman's Podcast 42. And as you may have gathered, I am Benny Mailman. Because who else would do my podcast? That would be, again, as I have said in the past, that would be strange. If somebody else was doing my podcast, that would mean I am super duper famous. And like people on the news that are super duper famous, they have people sit in for them on the weekend so they can have some time off. I don't really need time off. I have a lot of time during the day right now. So the big question on everybody's mind in the United States, in the world why is Benny Mailman's Podcast 42 coming out late? Before I address that question, I love when I watch television from the U.S. And I, I love the Pat McAfee show. I think it's a great show. And he says, everybody in the world is on edge about Rogers or something. It doesn't really matter who you're talking about. Trust me, the world is not on edge. Stop using the world. Because for the world, what you actually mean is the United States. And while I, too, love the United States, served in the Marine Corps, as a traveler, I have realized that there are a lot more cultures, a lot more people than the United States. And they are not all hinging their future prospects on whether Rogers comes back to the Green Bay Packers. The truth is, once you leave the United States, nobody gives a rat's butt about American football. And if you find anybody that even knows that sport exists when you leave the United States, it would be an amazing moment in time. But definitely everybody in the world is wondering why 
My Podcast 42 is coming out late. I am here to tell you folks I have been melting my brain for the last three weeks. Book two, my book two is in the works. I have hired a professional, man, this guy is so good and he's very spiritual right along the same lines as me and it has been a joy. He had my book, which started out at 83,000 words, longer than most books. He had that book for a month and then he handed it off to me and said, check it out, see what you agree with, see what you don't agree with. That took me three weeks of about six to eight hours every day. I had to do it in shifts. I would get up in the morning, drink my coffee, play my words with friends, watch a little bit of TV, put the jazz channel on YouTube and chill out for a little bit and then head into the room where I am right now, get on this computer and start editing, agreeing, disagreeing, accepting, not accepting and a little something that happened along the way folks i added a new dimension to the book i did not know a new dimension was even possible in a non-fiction journey where i am telling you about my journey and all the awesome magnificent soul connections spiritual happenings and just adventure pure adventure it was very exciting very adventurous, and I met the greatest people, made the greatest contacts, saw the greatest lands. Book two is the western end of China, the Yunnan province, Lijiang, Dali, Baisha, down to Kunming, and then into Vietnam at the north, Sapa, the Sapa Valley, very beautiful and amazing place, gorgeous. Then I would travel through Vietnam to Hanoi, go to Halong Bay, where I would meet the magnificent Sophie Porter and Fu. And then we would head down to Hoi An, Hue. And I was by myself for a little while and then headed into Nha Trang. Had a great time in Natrang. Spent a lot of time there. Some great stories, hilarious stories, sad stories, heartbreaking stories, all in one place. From there, in book two, I would head into Phnom Penh and then get to the temples of Angkor Wat, where I currently live. I don't actually live at the temples, but I live in the same city, Siem Reap. Again, wonderful stories of connection, of love, of amazing past life happenings. So now you're saying, wow, past life. Some of you are like, that's a little crazy. I am a little crazy. I don't mind it. I don't mind coming out and saying, I have faith in how I feel. I have faith in my energy. I believe my energy. I believe my intuition. After CM Rape got on a luxury bus with some Swedes, I met them on the bus. It was not a luxury bus. It ended up being a very, the worst transportation I have ever been on in my life. I discussed that in the book. And if the Swedes are listening, Max, Frederick, or Oscar, they will agree with you. And I'm sure they have told stories about that luxury bus down into Phnom Penh and then up into Laos. And then the book goes, in Laos, from the 4,000 islands of Dondet, kayaking, seeing waterfalls, seeing young kids with dirty faces, trying to sell you souvenirs. They did, 
they were very apathetic. They did not actually want to sell you anything. They just wanted to play with their friends, as cool kids should do. From Dondette, I went to Poxy, ran into the Swedes again, and I kept running into them throughout Lao. Great, great guys. Max actually spent some time in Michigan. So Max was a Detroit Red Wings fan, a Detroit Lions fan. So I could actually talk to somebody on that side of the world about American football, which is, it was a blessing. The Swedes, anybody that comes into your life and they're awesome, they're a blessing. Absolutely. 100%. Whether they're in your life for 10 seconds, they say hello. They make eye contact and smile. They say, thank you. How are you doing? Or they're in your life like your mom and dad or your siblings. Blessings all. Blessings all. So that book, I go from Paxi up into Vang Vieng. Amazing. Actually, Vientiane, the capital city, and then Vang Vieng. Amazing. Cave tour by accident. Uh, just super cool events in Vang Vieng. And then up into Luan Prabang, where I would have a lot of fun. Run into the Swedes again. Watch the Super Bowl, Ravens versus the 49ers. That is when my journey takes place or took place. And then from Luan Prabang, I would head into Thailand. And that is the end of book two. As if the adventures weren't enough. As if I did not put in my heart and my soul and my time over the last eight years of writing and editing, getting this book out to print. All of a sudden, my mind said, hey, there's another dimension here. There is something you could add that would make this magnificent, even more magnificent. I already love the story. This is a lot of effort and for the first time in my life I can look at something and regardless if people love it or not I know I have done my best and it is in my mind an amazing piece of art absolute at this moment I am not going to reveal what that added dimension is but I am willing to lay down a Ben Franklin that it will be some people's favorite part of the entire book. So that took me a little extra time. So in addition to the mind-melting editing process, add to that, I was writing this whole new dimension. I added 5,000 words to the manuscript in bits and pieces, scattered like gold glitter dust into the manuscript. And I'm very happy with it. So that my friends, that last 11 and a half minutes has been why this podcast is coming out a little late. I had absolutely zero creative energy left after I was drained from that book, but I was on a deadline. I had to get that book back to my editor so he could do a second run through. And as I thought would happen by adding 5,000 words, I added some money onto <laughs> the price tag of his services. And I found that to be absolutely 100% okay with that. This guy is great. Synchronicity. This man working on my book. We get to talking. Well, not talking, but sending messages back and forth. Turns out his wife is from Pulaski, Wisconsin. Went to school with my cousin, Tammy Marasha, and I found that to be a very synchronistic aha moment. There are certain people that come into your life and you find out certain things about them and you say, wow, this was meant to be I absolutely, when I went to look for, when I went to look for editors, I did not see his name. I chose five or six or seven editors. They all got back to me. It wasn't going to work out. Just like most things, I, I've been on my own doing this by myself 
the entire time with no guidance, and that is not difficult. So the learning curve has been steep, but I am I am getting there. I am understanding a lot more about publishing, who to go through. I came back to that site, and there his name was. His name wasn't there before. He must have been working on another project. I sent him a message, and he came back to me. And at the end of his email, it said, Peace and Love. And I said, wow, I always say Peace and Love. Those of you who have read my first book know that at the end of every chapter, there is a Peace and Love and then a message. I said, this is the guy. And then I find out later, probably about a month later, that his wife went to school with my cousin in the small town of Pulaski, Wisconsin, a.k.a. Polkadays, capital of the world. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying the world because nobody is going to come in and say, "Uh, it's not the world and um, we are suing you. That has been what has kept me busy, adding this extra special dimension to book two. Book two, I like to compare book two to an asteroid. Because it is dense. There is a lot of connection. There is a lot of love. There is a lot of adventure. There are a lot of insights into the world as I'm going along. I am so excited to get this out. And if I were to give an estimated date right now, I will have that book done and ready by mid-August. I would say the chances of getting the book out in October right before the Christmas holiday season, come and buy a book. Get a book for your friends and family. (laughs) I'll have a lot more information on that. But right now, I concentrate. I'm a person who concentrates on what's right in front of me, what's on my plate. People ask me, what are you doing in a year? I don't know what I'm doing in two months. I, I make tentative plans three months out, but I never know if those are going to stick. And with the way the world is right now with traveling and quarantines and different things, Kind of don't want to go anywhere or do anything until we have the freedom to move about without having to sit somewhere for seven days or 14 days. So what else is going on? That has been the informational update on book two. What I did not tell you is that book one has been pulled from the presses. I'm not sure if I said that in my last podcast. It has been pulled from the presses, and I am changing and updating book one and adding a new, brand new cover. It is an incredible, cool guy, (laughs) a cool cover, and a lot more attention-grabbing. I love my last one, but it was a bit dull. It was really, had the water buffalo on there and the guy jumping off the rope and I really like that concept. But then I said to myself, you need to add some color to that cover change it up. So I went out and got a professional cover designer to do all three books in the series so that you can tell they are part of a series. They belong together, but each one still has its own dimension, its own story to tell. The Olympics are here July 23rd, a Friday in Japan. I am very excited for the Olympics. When I was a young boy, I remember, I believe it was the 1980 Olympics, watching that on a 13-inch black and white TV with my entire family in Cataract, Wisconsin, in our log cabin home that wasn't even done yet completely. Uh, Dad had built it with his friends. They came over. And how much money did they want to help him? Beer and food. Feed us, give us beer, and we'll work all day. And they did, and they built that house. I remember my dad wanted me to help. My brother Joe, he was really good with a hammer. 
So he could put the hammer in when we were doing the roof, smack the hammer maybe once or twice, and that nail was in. And me, I bent the nail, throw out the nail, pull out the nail, and Dad just said, uh, go help your mom. <laughs> go see what your mom needs help with, because you are destroying this roof. <laughs> Not that gifted with the hammer. But the Olympics, to me, I love sport. I love American football. It's my number one sport. But I love sport competition. I will watch the playoffs or the championships or the finals of any sport because I know what's on the line. I know what it means to the people involved, whether it's badminton, American football, Rugby, Australian rules, football, basketball, baseball, the championships, the playoffs are always a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot on the line. I was watching the American trials just to get on the team. And in addition to noticing the people that were celebrating and happy, you notice the people that are right there, man. They are right there. They're on the cusp. And they have that realization that they're just not good enough. Not that day. And for some of them, I would imagine that their talents are amazing, but they fall just shy of being able to get in the Olympics. And I always feel for them. Sports movies are the only movies I ever tear up at. Sports movies, for some reason, I have something in my soul that understands sport competition and what it takes to get to that point. When I was in high school, I went out for wrestling. Was I a great wrestler? I was terrible. I don't think I ever won a match. But what I loved about wrestling was the intense training, the running, the sprints, the stairs, and just keeping your body in the tip-top shape. And I really enjoyed that aspect of being involved in that sport, knowing that I would never, I would absolutely never become a high-end wrestler. I just wouldn't. But I loved it. And the guys that went out, I still remember Kurt Erickson, Terry Smith, Steve Kimple, Chris Buckley. So I love sport. I played baseball. It was a lot of fun. Had an argument. Uh, did not see eye to eye with my coach. And so did not go out my senior year. But I did love the sport. Had a great childhood friend of mine, Pat Howard, who also played. Jeff Rasmussen. Just great souls. Great guys. A lot of fun. Baseball. Great team sport. Went out for football. Great sport. Love it. But to see these Olympic champions try and channel their energy. Wow. And then you have that lady that tested positive for the marijuana. Richardson. That's a tough thing. I know everybody that smokes marijuana is like, hey man, that's no reason to keep her off the team. And that is opinion. And you're welcome to that opinion. And I agree with you, actually, on that. But when there are rules, there are rules. There are rules, Smokey. Over the line. She went over the line. It's very sad. I would have, if they said she could compete, I would have been very happy. She's young. You've got to give, you've got to give some of those younger kids. I think she's 21. Come on. But the Olympics are the world coming together on a stage. And you could have people from Russia cheating like they always do. Uh, Not a big surprise. You know, they are not the angelic nation cheated in those Olympics. I watched the documentary on how they cheated and got by. It was extensive. When somebody puts that much time and effort into duping other people so that they can win, why? How could you ever feel like, wow, I really did it? No, you didn't do it. You cheated. The Olympics, fantastic, awesome, wonderful. My wife and I are very excited to 
sit down and watch those as they happen or on replay. The opening ceremonies, I'm sure, are going to be fantastic. They always are. I actually work the Olympics in Vancouver, Canada, with my friend Rick and Primo, and that was a lot of fun. Just being around all those people, and I rode my bike taxi, and we would give rides up and down those massive hills. The torch was down by the bay, and everyone always wanted to go see the torch, and sometimes you would grab or get rides at the top of this hill, and you would start going down this hill, and the only thing I could think of in my head as I had the mom and the daughter and they're screaming their heads off and having fun. I'm like, wow, I hope these brakes work. <laughs> I do not want to be on the front page of every newspaper around the world. Everything in the Olympics went awesome, fantastic, without a hitch, except Benny Mailman dumped a bike. We were going so incredibly fast, and you try to govern a safe speed, but it's... <laughs> This is after the fact, but it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun there. And that energy is palpable. So the Olympics coming up, super duper awesome. I had mentioned something about doing a rap. I have not gotten around to that. I'm going to get in touch with my friend Adam Trapp and see about doing that. He is flying to Poland in a few weeks to be with his girlfriend. And I thought that is awesome. That is wonderful. So that means I have to get off my butt and work this out with him so I can get that onto here. I have just started a new semester of teaching here in Siem Reap, Cambodia. My classes are wonderful, full of energy, participatory. I love that word, participatory. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's my word, participatory. They are fantastic, asking questions, and really wanting to learn. And I find that a magnificent trait, especially because we are still online. And I know that it's not the most fun learning experience to be online, in person. I will always 100% go with in-person over online, always. But online, in lieu of not being able to have face-to-face -face classes, is absolutely a godsend to be able to do that and still have that connection between the school and the students. And they are advancing themselves during a time that is still quite difficult for a lot of people in the world. So... At this time, I would like to say to everybody, have a, a wonderful everything. You are super. You are cool. You are awesome. I am sorry for the delay. I will have some more podcasts coming out very soon. I wanted to just get this information out so you know that I am still here. I have not left the building. Benny Mailman is still in the building. I just melted my brain for three weeks on book two adding new dimensions and magical gold dust into the manuscript. And I will be discussing more. There's going to be more reveals. I will have at some point reveal the covers, what they look like, and explain some of them to you. Right now, I am working on getting book one back out along with the audio for book one, which has been peacefully resting while I get all of this done. I wanted to get with a new publisher. My current publisher or my last publisher, I did not have access to my sales. I did not know 
what my sales were. And I found that extremely odd and weird that I would not even know what my sales are. So I'm getting with a company where I do know my sales and I get paid monthly, not once every five months, which I also thought was a bit ridiculous. All publishers have different rules and they swear that that's the standard. And I know it's not the standard because other companies are not doing it. So that would make it not a standard. So I sit here. Book two, in the works, getting closer and closer. Book one, a new cover and small edits and an update coming very soon. I will let you know on this show. So right now, everybody have a most awesome and wonderful day. This is Benny Mailman saying you rock, you awesome humans of Earth. (laughs) 